It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Welcome to another Astros podcast. And greetings from Fit Team Ballpark of the Palm Beaches in West Palm Beach, Florida, where today the Houston Astros take on the Miami Marlins in Grapefruit League play. Astros yesterday in Port St. Lucie lost to the Mets 2-1. Garrett Cole gave up two runs and struck out four over four and two-thirds innings. Let me's Diaz had two hits as the Astros are now 9-9-2 on the spring. It's time for today's pitching matchup brought to you by Houston Methodist, official health care provider for the Houston Astros, Houston Methodist leading medicine. Colin McHugh on the mound for the Astros today. And McHugh, after a little bit of a setback early in camp, slowly building up but but should be ready for the start of the season. Yeah, lower back soreness got him about two weeks behind everybody else. And I'm not so sure you really need Colin to, to stretch it out to six innings before you leave camp just because uh, he was in the bullpen last year and, and maybe taking a slower approach to – to lengthen his innings and pitch count might work out in his favor as things go. Working on some things mechanically, but feels very good right now, especially with that lower back. Meanwhile, Dan Straley getting the ball for the Marlins. A former Houston Astro has had a, a really good last uh, three seasons or so in, in the big leagues and uh, one of the mainstays in this Marlins rotation in 2019. Yeah, they're going to look for Dan Straley to kind of help along some of the younger pitchers they're going to have, especially where they are as an organization right now. They're going to get a lot of looks from some young pitchers. So innings-wise, you know, they need somebody to eat some innings. That's Dan Straley. Keys to the game brought to you by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals on all models. Official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, I don't know if it's a key for today's game, but I think a big key for the Astros is getting Jose Altuve back back out there. He's been uh, laid up a little bit lately with some minor left side soreness. Of course, you're going to take it slower in spring training than you would uh, in, a, in a regular season scenario, but was doing work on the backfield earlier today and expected to be in a lineup tomorrow. Yeah, he tested it for the first time yesterday, so it was coming to the ballpark today when they really had to keep an eye on him, have good communication to say, hey, how does it feel after that little workout? And everything was perfect. Listen, they were very cautious. There was nothing to be alarmed about. Uh, that's always a tricky injury, but uh, they were just going to be on the, the side of caution uh, when it comes to such an important player. We'll be right back after this from your local station. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes? Deep to left field, and you can kiss that goodbye into the Landry's Crawford boxes. How about cracking open a delicious Crawford Bach? Carbox Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh-inning stretch. Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season. Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Kyle Seeloff, who is a member of the Marlins broadcast team. There's a lot of the pregame and postgame shows on, on radio. And, of course, this is a Marlins team that, as everybody knows, has been in, in rebuild mode, lost 98 games last year. And, of course, before last season, traded away a lot of their their more name players. And 
with the way things are going in this camp, I, year two, I know being with the Astros, year two is always a little easier than, than year one. Are you guys finding that so far? Yeah, I think so. And I think the biggest thing that, that we heard a lot from Don Mattingly and Michael Hill and his team this spring uh, and really over the course of the winter, and as you guys would probably attest to as well, the biggest thing you want to see from year one to year two, and as silly and as dumb as it might sound, is improvement. You've got to see young guys who had an opportunity, maybe were afforded an opportunity in the major leagues last season to now – get back there this year and perform. They've got to put up results in, in the major leagues. That's, that's one of the biggest things. If you're in the Marlins position and you're given an opportunity that maybe you wouldn't have been afforded if you did think you were a contender last year, uh, that, that's what Don Mattingly and his team have talked about. And again, as you guys know, the, the biggest thing for the Marlins this year is going to be improvement at a lot of those young guys that they hope down the road, two to three years now, could have a lot of the same and similar success that the Astros have had in recent years. When you look at this team, where are the areas – of strength or what is the biggest area of strength and what's the area that's maybe in the biggest state of flux that you kind of have to figure out as camp moves along? I would say the biggest area of strength, and we've actually seen it in the last couple of days, is a lot of the young pitchers that have been brought in and guys even that uh, we've seen in recent years. It, it doesn't matter that Jose Urania might be the anchor of the rotation, but he's still really, really young. He hasn't been around a lot. But we've seen Pablo Lopez and Trevor Richards. They've been fantastic. A lot of teams, I would say, even if you look at the Cubs in 2016, they built everything around like an offense, right? And then they went out and they got pieces of the pitching staff. The Marlins – have a vision of building everything around pitching depth. And then when they're ready to compete, maybe you go out and get those veteran guys and those free agents. Uh, they're in a position where the pitching, I think, is the strength right now. I think there's just a lot of big question marks offensively. Again, there's just a lot of young guys out there. Brian Anderson ha- has really improved. He finished fourth in the National League Rookie of the Year voting last year. You know, this is a huge year for Lewis Brinson. He was at one point a top prospect in baseball. He hit 199 last year. So he's having a terrific spring. But I would say pitching is a strength. The offense is the question. And, you know, when you look at at this Marlins team, obviously, all the young players, but signed Neil Walker, uh, picked up uh, Sergio Romo as well. Curtis Granderson signed a minor league deal, but I know it sounds like he's probably going to be on the the opening day roster. How much is it going to help to have some veteran guys maybe to to mentor and, and guide some of these younger guys? I don't think you can quantify veteran experience. And look, these guys might not be around in July. The game, the way it works, if Curtis Granderson and Neil Walker and Sergio Romo are really, really good and there's teams out there with a need, they might not be here on July 31st. But to have those guys, I guess for an example, if you're in the midst of a five-game losing streak and we're in Milwaukee in the middle of May, at least a veteran can sit everybody and say, listen, guys, it's a long season. If, if you continue to stay down on yourself, if you don't think we can get out of this, we're not going to get out of it. I've done this for a decade. I've been on world championship teams that have had five, six-game losing streaks. They, they, they will be beneficial and beneficiary to guys when maybe times are tough, and they will help them as best they can kind of crawl out of it. So I don't think it's quantifiable just how important veteran presence is. It doesn't even for world championship teams who have really, really young guys, but veterans take you a long way. Don Mattingly has been through a lot in his time as Marlins manager. You got to be real patient if you're going to manage a, a team that's rebuilding. Do you do you feel like Mattingly has that attribute? I, I do because it was a couple of years ago now when the decision was made that this is well. I guess it was really just last year when the decision was made that the Marlins were they had a plan. They're going to stick to it. They're not going to deviate from that plan. And 
they're not trying to put men on the moon. I mean, you guys have seen it firsthand in Houston. You have a plan. You stick to it. It might take a couple of years, but you get yourself to the top, the Cubs, the Indians, a bunch of different teams. But everybody in the organization is on the same page. There's a plan. They're sticking to it, and they're all in. And I think that is refreshing to some. Um, and Donnie is all in on helping young kids, watching the development, watching the growth. And uh, hopefully at the end of the day, it's not necessarily a crapshoot, but you don't know. I mean, again, they're not trying something totally out of the box here. They're going to build a system. They're going to build depth. And at the end of the day, it, it might work. It might not. But they are absolutely all in. Kyle Seeloff on the Marlins radio does a lot of pregame and postgame stuff for the Marlins broadcast. Thanks so much for joining us. All right, Rob. Thanks so much. Best of luck to you guys this season. Chandler Rome, Astros beat writer for the Houston Chronicle. Chandler joins us after being down in the clubhouse. First of all, welcome to the broadcast, Chandler. How's Garrett Cole doing after this one? He he was he was pleased overall. Um, the the pitch count he got right what he wanted to obviously at seventy. Um, I think he saw in his 68th and 69th pitch, he hit 97 and 98 miles an hour. So he was very pleased that he had that much left in the tank to uh, to throw this or at this time in spring training. Um, he said his command was was decent. Um, the 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 home run to Cano, I know everybody will ask about that. Uh, he 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 said it wasn't a bad pitch. He said he would have liked it down a little bit more. He said it rode up a little bit more than he would have liked, but. He didn't bemoan the the quality of the pitch as much as just it was a good piece of hitting by a guy that's been very good for a very long time. It seems to be smooth sailing for him so far this spring, too. So today was the first chance we saw him even pitch out of the stretch, really. It was just uh, probably good good for him in that way. So much that he he kind of had the, the mind, the brain fart on the ball. Uh, we haven't seen him pitch from the stretch so much <laughs> that he, he pump fakes to first base when there's right. nobody <laughs> – holding the runner on um but yeah it, it was i guess you, you like to see a guy um you like to see a guy have a little bit of trouble you saw that with justin verlander last night and his start before that too garrett cole had not been in much trouble so uh, it was it was good for him to experience that chopper right side of the infield a flip to corbin martin and he drops the baseball toro gloved it flip to corbin covering and corbin martin makes the error on what should have been a routine three to one to end the inning that would drive. That's going to drive a manager crazy. Um, and, and, and Corbin Martin's had a really good camp, and obviously was option. It was reassigned yesterday, but, but that's the sort of thing that drives the major league coaching staff just crazy. That's that's a that's a third out to get out of an inning, and that's a simple PFP right there that, that you got you got you got to make that play. You got a chance to talk to some of these guys before they made their way over to minor league camp. What was you know what did they take out of those meetings with AJ and Jeff? I, I think the the thing that stood out to me, we talked to Forrest Whitley, Corbin Martin, and JB Bukowskis, and I think the thing that stood out to me the most was was that none of them they understand this. They understand how this works. I was I was very impressed with all three of them how they kind of presented themselves very professionally. Um, you know, I think Forrest Whitley gave the quote of the day. It wasn't a slap in the face. I mean, they all knew this was coming. They all knew they were not going to make the major league roster. But I think Corbin Martin said that he walked out of his meeting with A.J. Hinch and Jeff Luno more confident probably than he had ever been in camp because of the feedback he got. And he said it wasn't all positive. That You know, they had some, that they, some things that they wanted to work on him, especially with the way he sequences his pitches. Um, that's something a little bit different that maybe you don't think about in the minor leagues. But I think all three of these guys – um, enjoyed their experience. And we got a lump Brandon Belak in there, too. It's a guy that A.J. really likes and a guy that opened some eyes in camp. Two-hop ground ball off the bat of Juan Ligaris. Fielded at third base, and the play is made by Tantalou across in time. That'll do it for the bottom half of the seventh. We'll keep Chandler Rome around to talk in the top half of the eighth. and we come back, it's the Mets 2 and the Astros 1. 
Eighth inning baseball. Astros down 2-1. to one. The run scoring for Houston on the RBI single by Derek Fisher last inning. And the two runs scored by the Mets. A two-run home run in the bottom half of the fourth by Robinson Cano. Top of the order for the Astros in the eighth. Facing Seth Lugo, Todd Callis, Julia Morales. We're joined by Chandler Rome, beat writer for the Astros for the Houston Chronicle. And Chandler, you were talking about Garrett Cole a little bit, and then you were talking about the young guys that got sent out. Uh, Corbin Martin pitching today. Speaking of young guys, the guy at the plate's been one of the more impressive hitters this whole camp, Jordan Alvarez. He's just an impressive presence. He is a large human being, and he does not get cheated on any swing he takes. Um, I've been, and the thing I think that's opened a lot of our eyes since we've been in camp is how how well and how positive the organization speaks of how he's transitioning to left field. This was a guy that we thought would be kind of pigeonholed as a first baseman, but they want Jordan Alvarez to get left field experience, and I don't think he is an everyday left field sort of type. I think he's perfect to play in a place like Minute Maid Park with a short porch. Um, doesn't have to cover a lot of ground, but Gary Pettis and A.J. Hinch and everybody that works with him ha has been pleasantly surprised by the amount of athleticism and just kind of the way he's taking the left field in camp. I'm guessing he'll uh, play some left field down there in the minors depending on where he ends up as well. Uh, have, have they talked much about where these guys are going to head off to when camp breaks in a couple weeks? I think there's still a lot to, to determine, and I think we can maybe make some assumptions, but mm -hmm. but – I, I don't know if right now is probably the time to make those just because there's still a lot to be said. We need to see where guys end up. But a guy like Jordan Alvarez, he did play some left field last year in the minor leagues, but uh, he, he'll obviously get some more this year. Line drive, speared by the third baseman, Adani Echevarria, just into the game. Hit hard the other way by Jordan Alvarez. He's been doing that all spring, but he's out number one. I'll bring up Nick Tantalou. Another guy who's having a good spring. Yeah, and he's got an interesting story, kind of how he got back here. He actually, two years ago, he was playing in a charity flag football game, and on the last play, he tore his ACL, running to, to grab a flag, and that kind of sidelined him for an entire year. He was still invited to Major League Spring Training last year, but still was not recovered very well and didn't play very much, and they were very guarded with him. But he's come healthy this year, and um, he's he's got four home runs, the most of any – player most of any Astros player in spring training he's certainly making an impression and he's a guy that you know conceivably could stay with the big league team throughout big league camp and he certainly won't make the opening day roster but staying with the team throughout big league camp is an accomplishment dozen RBIs couple of three run home runs of those four for Tantalou down in the count here 0-2 to Seth Lugo I would agree with that he's hanging around and you know it's interesting the way that they do their send-downs, and who we just talked about that. It's almost like that bunch going together a couple of days ago or yesterday um, and, and kind of what they mean to the organization, uh, obviously what they need from them during spring training as far as getting through some of these innings. But, uh, yeah, Talon has made a huge impression, I think, on these guys, and that that is important, you know, for these guys who aren't going to be on the opening day roster when camp breaks. I mean, you never know what happens during the season, and, and A.J. obviously wants to have his eyes on players. He's one of those guys that likes to do his own scouting, right? And right, this was Nick Tantalou was a, was a guy that they didn't get to see much last year. And, and as much as A.J. Hinch gets reports from the player development staff, he doesn't get to see these guys play. And this is the only time he really gets to see them. And, when you, and I know when we get to these back ends of minor league, uh, of these back ends of spring training games, a lot of names you don't recognize, a lot of numbers with no names on the back, but 
they're playing probably harder now than any than any other player has played on the field because this is their one time because they know A.J. Hinch and they know Gary Pettis and Brent Strom and Alex Centrone. They're, they're, they're zoned in on this. They're zoned in on this game, and this is their chance to make an impression. Jeremy Pena bats with two outs and nobody on a one-and-one one count and takes one inside for a ball. It's two-and-one. I have a question. Do you know when Josh Reddick is going to play first base on the minor league side yet? I don't know when, um, but he's been working pretty hard. Jeff Bagwell's still in camp as a guest instructor. Jeff Bagwell's been over working with him at first base. Um, Reddick, he, he, does, he will be quick to remind you that he did play uh, first base in a major league game during the World Series run in 2017. It was that marathon game in yep. Oakland where Mike Fires had to pinch run. Um, that was probably the weirdest part of the game. The second weirdest part of the game was Josh Reddick playing first base in the later <laughs> innings. <laughs> two and two to Pena and a breaking ball and a called third strike. Some nasty breaking balls for Seth Lugo getting Tantalou looking and now Pena looking. Is this the part where we let Chandler Rome go? Chandler, thanks for the time, buddy. All right. Thank you all. Appreciate it. Astroline. Astroline, the official off-season hot stove show for your Houston Astros. We're live from Duffy's Sports Grill for the very first time down at West Palm Beach. Listen in as Steve Sparks and Robert Ford host an hour-long show with your favorite Astros. Jeff Bagwell. Good to see you, Sparky. It's great to be here. The manager of the Houston Astros, A.J. Hinch. I like all the Astros fans out at Duffy's. Visit Astros.com for showtimes and Broadcast info. Astroline on the Houston Astros Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 